My Seven Chakras, Episode 312. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, the show where we provide you ancient wisdom, inspiring stories, and action steps that will help you transform your life. So if you are new to our show, then know that you are in the right spot. Now, before we get started, if you are interested in learning about the chakras and the benefits of balancing your energies, then you love the chakra training that I recently did, where I walk you through four powerful techniques to activate your root chakra and uh, attract more abundance, alignment, and connection into your life. The link that you need is my7chakras.com forward slash energy training. That's my7chakras.com forward slash energy training. All right. So let's introduce our guest for today. Our guest for today faced many challenges since childhood, which included thousands of voices in his head, severe depression, and being unbelievably accident prone. He first noticed the effects that sounds and tones had on his mental state well over 20 years ago. This led to a decade-long journey into the study of brain wave entrainment. Not satisfied with the minor results he experienced, he sought out the world's foremost brain wave entrainment expert and after extensive uh, study and training became one of the few certified brainwave entrainment engineers in the world. He then used brainwave entrainment to overcome his depression and the voices in his head. His mission is to help others improve the quality of their lives without the use of dangerous and habit-forming drugs. So Action Tribe, please welcome Maury Zelkovich. Maury Welcome to My 7 Chakras. AJ, thank you so much for having me. I can't tell you how honored I am to be here. And for everybody out there, I hope I can provide you with some useful information that can help you to achieve anything and everything that you wish. Wonderful. And are you ready to inspire? Definitely ready to inspire. I've inspired myself, so it's only <laughs> fair to share. Got it, got it. So for people watching the show right now, for listening to the show right now, they know that this show begins usually with an inspirational quote. So what is your favorite inspirational quote and how do you apply that in your day-to-day -day life? My, interestingly enough, I'm sure someone else has said this, but my favorite inspirational quote is that happiness is a choice. So choose to be happy. And basically, Whenever I feel my energy seeping away from me, whenever I feel depressed or I can feel my thoughts kind of going off into a direction that I'm not happy with, I make a point of thinking of something beautiful, thinking of something that warms my heart. What I've noticed is that if you get up or something like this before it gets out of control, if you pay attention and not push it away like most of us are trained to resist things. So if you find that it's if you find that you're getting down, you're getting depressed, anything like that at all, if you catch it early enough, one simple happy thought can be enough to actually set you back on the right course again. And I've had a lot of experiences in my life that have tried to lead me down the wrong path. So I've had a lot of experience in learning how to move myself back you know, onto the path. Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that quote. Uh, happiness is a choice action tribe. It's easy to forget. Uh, but the truth is that uh, each and every morning when you wake up, no matter what situation or difficulty or challenge that you're going through in life, know that things can always change and that happiness is always a choice that you can make each and every day in the morning. And by the way, we have Fran joining us from Hamburg. She says, blessings. Awesome. Each and every one of you. Uh, so Maury, let's talk. Let's start with this. Uh, talk to us about that one camping trip that you went on many years back and how that sort of changed your life well i was invited to uh 
somehow I, I was extremely depressed through most of my life. And somehow, though, I managed to have friends. Not quite sure I managed to do that. But these guys went camping all the time. So through my depression, I said, why not? I figured it could be a new way to hurt myself. You know, getting out in nature, climb a few trees, <laughs> fall down. Yeah. I've had a bunch of suicide attempts and things like that, too. So, you know, trying to hurt myself was nothing new back then. Of course, I haven't been that way for many, many years now. But what happened was I was sitting around a campfire. And suddenly, I kind of woke up. It's like, hmm, what happened? I looked at my watch, and it was hours later. And I thought, that's the first time this has ever happened. Normally, time for me passes excruciatingly slow. I'm sure many of you know that when you're not feeling the greatest, an hour could feel like six years or longer. And that's pretty much how I, you know, if I went, if I measured my life, not by days and months and minutes, but if I measured it by how it felt, I'm probably about half a million years old. That's how slow time was passing for me for most of my life. So I suddenly noticed that watching the flames flicker and hearing the crackling of the wood, time just breezed right by and it clicked something in me that maybe there's a relationship here what is it about the fire what is it about the crackling wood that actually helped me to experience life in a whole different way and slowly but surely i started working my way towards the entrainment process interestingly enough when you're super depressed and everything is black the smallest pinprick of light is very noticeable and if you concentrate on that pinprick, because it's so unusual, you know, you see this black sheet in front of you all the time, and you suddenly see a dot on it, it attracts your attention naturally. And if you go with that, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The more you concentrate on it, the more you pay attention to it. And I learned so many lessons just from that, you know, uh, when we think about bad things in our lives, our lives seem bad. But in reality, defining something as bad isn't really the truth. You're taking a lesson the universe is trying to teach you, or God is trying to teach you, or however you choose to, energy, whatever, wisdom is trying to teach you, and you're ignoring it when you define it as bad. But when you define it as a lesson, mm -hmm. something trying to get your attention, that's when you start to heal. That's when you really start to learn something. Because if you don't mind, I have a very quick story from when I was a child. Oh, yeah. Thank you. My uh, mother was cooking, and she was on the phone. And this is back in the old days when they had big phones. So she was like this, and a little pig pigtail uh, cord was attached to it. So I was very young, maybe four or five years old, maybe six. And I was trying to get her attention because, you know, I'm a kid, and I'm selfish, and I just want all the attention in the world. So she's going, honey, honey, just go and play in the other room. Obviously not on a video game, <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh, go play in the other room. And of course, I wanted to play with her, so I wasn't going in the other room. I suddenly noticed on the stove this glowing ring, and it was the element, and it was fascinating me. So I reached out to touch it. And as I reach out to touch it, my mom looks at me and she says, honey, don't do that. You'll burn yourself. Very loving, very tender. Well, I pulled back. But then when she wasn't paying attention, another four or five or six times, I kept going in again. Each time she got louder and louder. And the last time she slapped my hand and yelled at me, I still went in one more time and I burned myself really badly. That, upon reflection, taught me that there's no such thing as a bad event. You're given hints, you're given clues, you're given lessons with every experience you get in life. And if you pay attention to those, you don't need to burn your hand. Got it, got it. Yeah. Well, that's really, really profound action tribe. Listeners, everyone who's listening right now know that there is no uh, situation that you can go through which is, you know, defined as bad. There's always a lesson that you can draw. Um, uh, either you pay attention to the signs so that you don't go through that uh, experience or if you go through that, you can always get uh, some lesson that you can take forward in life. Now, Mori, before we jump into the topic for today, which is brainwave entrainment, uh, talk to us about these terms, beta, alpha, delta, and gamma, and sort of give us an overview. 
of uh, how these frequencies, um, you know, play in the functioning of our brain. Sure. Okay, so I have a little bit of an unusual take on all these brainwave frequencies. There's theta as well in there, which is a popular one also. Okay. First of all, many people will tell you that they're in theta. They're, you know, in alpha, they're in beta, they're in gamma, whatever. The best you can be is having a dominant frequency in that range. Even though I'm talking and I'm awake right now, and AJ, you're talking and you're awake right now, there are parts of your brain firing in delta, which is commonly thought of as a sleep frequency. For the brain to function properly, it needs to be able to release certain neurochemicals all the time, endorphins, hormones, neurotransmitters. These are all released depending on which neurons are being stimulated and which ones are pulsing at those rates. So when we talk about, let's say, alpha, what we mean is that neurons, pretend this is a neuron, there. So it's doing that, say, 10 times every second. That would be 10 hertz. That's an alpha frequency. Depending on how often the neuron pulses, that dictates, and where it's located, that dictates what kind of neurochemistry it can create. Mm-hmm. It's the neurochemistry that makes you feel the way you feel. It's the neurochemistry that allows you to experience things the way you experience it. If you have a significant other, and when you see them, they warm you, and it just mm-hmm. makes you feel so good inside, that's because you make a decision. I've decided I love this person and she makes me feel or he makes me feel warm inside. I make that decision. My brain creates chemistry. It's that chemistry that allows me to actually feel the warmth and to feel the love. Okay. It goes the same thing with fear, with anxiety, with depression, with any of these things. It's our thought processes that actually create those frequencies. And then those frequencies create the chemistry, which allow us to feel all this happens like that. It happens really, really fast. And there's a process of a whole bunch of decisions to be made. So generally speaking, you will hear people speak of things like beta as awake and alert, Mm -hmm. alpha as a meditative state, theta as a deeper meditative state and a state where actually theta is a great state because it releases a neurochemical called LTP, which stands for long-term potentiation. And it was been theorized for many years, and now they're starting to prove it, that LTP, without it, you don't get a memory. It goes in one ear and out the other ear. With LTP, it's required to create a memory pathway. Then you're talking from theta, you can go down into delta. Oh, sorry, I didn't get to theta. So actually, I did kind of. So theta is there, and then you go down into delta. And delta is associated with sleep. It's a very slow pattern. Boom. And then, of course, on the other side of the spectrum is gamma. And gamma is very fast. It's even faster than beta. Interestingly enough, gamma has a lot of the same benefits that delta does. Okay. Which would explain why some extreme meditators, uh, monks, you know, uh, Zen monks, people like that, have been known to do things that are quite or seem quite impossible or improbable while they're in the waking state. Because gamma actually has a lot of the same potential that delta does. Delta, for instance, is known to be where the mind and the body heals best. Mm-hmm. And that's one theory as to why as we get older, we don't tend to heal as quickly. Because when we sleep, we don't get as much delta. Got it. So there's very generalized, but you have to understand that a lot of my contemporaries will say things like, delta does this and alpha does this and this and this and this. The truth of the matter is your brain to optimally function needs to have the ability to multitask, if you will. Mm -hmm. So it's best if you don't necessarily give yourself whole brain conditioning, which is kind of like a key uh, touchstone word in this business now, that we synchronize the hemispheres. Synchronized hemispheres is good for meditation but it's not very good for living life. In order to be able to react to an emergency, to be able to solve problems, to be able to help people, to be able to love, to be able to think you know, logically or emotionally, you actually need to have a brain that can multitask so that you have a section that's in delta, a section that's in alpha. You know, uh, In an emergency, as an example, the left brain is traditionally thought of as the creative center. The right brain 
logic. That's why left-handed people tend to be thought of as more creative. Sorry, the other way around. So left-handed people tend to be thought of as more creative because they're right-brain dominant. Mm-hmm. And the other way around tends to be you know, more analytical. So if you're in an emergency situation, it helps to be a little bit of both, but it helps to be able to shift dominance back and forth. Because in some parts of the issue, you're going to need to be able to concentrate and be analytical. And in other parts, you need to be creative. And the analytical side tends to tell us what's possible and what isn't possible, whereas the creative side says everything's possible. I personally believe everything is possible. I think if you can conceive of it, it's possible. If you can see yourself in a better life, but you, but you don't believe it's possible, the truth is you do believe it's possible, but you're letting outside influences tell you otherwise. You wouldn't have thought of it in the first place. You wouldn't have had the desire to be happy. You wouldn't have had the desire to be wealthy. You wouldn't have had the desire to be enriched in all ways, unless you could be enriched in all ways. And you need to understand that you have that power. So stop listening to other people who tell you you don't or who tell you that you need them to get power because I don't understand how me giving my power to you is supposed to give me more power. Right? Uh, Your show, for instance, in my opinion, because I've seen episodes, is more about telling people that, hey, I'm sharing stuff. Take it, ingest it, interpret it in your own way and use it as you will because it's you. That's Mm -hmm. really the feeling I get from your show. So I think that's what people need to do anyway. And I think you're a hundred percent right. And all of my products are specifically designed with that in mind that I'm not an expert in you. I cannot be an expert in you. The biggest names in the self-improvement business, I don't think are trying to tell you what to do. However, Mm -hmm. most people who buy their products treat it like they're trying to tell you what to do. I guess that's the problem when someone becomes a star. People look up to them mm-hmm. and they think they know everything. In my view, the experts, what they're really trying to do is give you an example of what they did with their life as mm-hmm. inspiration and maybe a little bit of a guide of where to start for yourself. But once you change your attitude from they're the guru, they know everything about me to they're the guru, they know everything about them and they're mm-hmm. teaching me how to help myself. I think you'll get a lot more out of them. Action Tribe, there's a lot of change happening these days and things can get really difficult to manage on your own. Is there something that's affecting your happiness? Do you want to talk to someone? Because BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. It's really convenient because you can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment from the comfort of your home and they'll help you schedule a secure video or phone conversation. You can also chat or text with your therapist and they're trained to support you and hold space for you in a variety of areas including depression, stress, anxiety, sleeping, family conflicts, anger, or LGBT matters and they're available worldwide and everything that you share is confidential. The best part is that if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. Their service is affordable and financial aid is available for those who qualify. And what's more is that my seven chakras listeners can get 10% off your first month with discount code action tribe. So why not try them out, right? Go to betterhelp.com forward slash action tribe. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you love. Betterhelp.com slash action tribe. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash A-C-T-I-O-N-T-R-I-B-E. That's betterhelp.com slash action tribe. So if someone is watching, listening to this episode right now, it usually means that they have a vision or they have a dream or they have a goal for themselves. So in your experience, and I think you've alluded to this a bit, what keeps a person away from his or her goals and dreams? Their belief systems. It's simply a matter of what you think is possible. You know, I've been doing this technology for decades. Mm -hmm. I've been making it available to the public just over 10 years. In those 10 years, I have yet to meet someone, not one person, on the phone, on a chat, 
in person who is so far away from what they want in life. Most of these people are literally already there, mm -hmm. but their belief system that something is far away makes them see it as far away. As an example, when was the last time do you wear sunglasses? I do. I okay. mean, I, I'm going to buy new sunglasses. I'm okay. wonderful, but actually. <laughs> okay. And you have keys, right? Either to a house, a car, a motorcycle, yeah. something like yeah. that. Good. Yeah. I think most of us can relate to holding our keys in our hands mm -hmm. and hunting all over the house. Where are our keys? Where are our keys? Right. Or they're looking for their sunglasses or their reading glasses and they're actually wearing them. Mm -hmm. Okay. This again is another way nature is telling you the answers are here. They're not way out there. If I'm looking way out there, I'm not going to see what's here. And that's the issue. So I think what the biggest issue is with people is that they don't realize the yin and the yang, right? Mm -hmm. Equilibrium. Everything is always even. If a glass is half full of water, is it half full? No. If it's a glass full. is half full of water, it's full. It's full with atmosphere and it's full mm -hmm. with water. It's right. always full. How we look at things is the problem, not what we perceive as the problem. Every time I speak with a client, I will mention to them at the end of the call, how do you feel now compared to how you felt when we started? That's a great question to ask anybody. And invariably, they'll say, I feel a little bit better. I feel a lot better. The next question is even more important. What's changed in your life in that 20 minutes mm -hmm. since we started our call to now? And usually they'll kind of go, uh, and the truth is nothing's changed except how they choose to look at their issues. Okay. So when you realize, and then I tell them, okay, from now on the rest of your life, whenever you start feeling bad, I want you to think back to this conversation and the fact that nothing changed in your life, but you felt better. 90% of the crap we generate ourselves. At least 90% of the crap we generate ourselves. If you're in physical pain, I'm not saying you're making it up. If you're in emotional pain, I'm not saying you're making it up, but I am saying it doesn't have to be as severe as it is. Mm -hmm. And you can, you already have the power to stop it, to reduce it, to mitigate its effects on you. And it's simply a matter, again, of choice. But how do we make that choice is the real question. Because mm -hmm. when I'm in pain, and I've had tons of injuries, so I know all about pain too, how do you make that decision that it's not as bad or it shouldn't be as bad? Well, it's easy. You do what I did. I've already told you that when you think, it creates brainwave frequencies. Right. And though those brainwave frequencies create neurochemistry or chemical soup, as I like to call it, and that chemical soup makes you feel the way you feel because you've decided to feel that way. So the real trick is how do you change that soup? Mm -hmm. How do you change your thoughts? Because if you change your thoughts, you're going to change the soup, right? So yeah. I'm reading all these experts when I was going through all this and they had brilliant things to say, but it wasn't changing my soup. I was still, I feel pretty good while I was reading, but as soon as I was done reading, I would go back into my depression. Sure. What if you change the frequency of your brain? I can't change the thoughts which create the frequency, but what if I go into the middle of the process and I change the frequency? That should change my thoughts. And that's exactly what it did. That's exactly what I did. I went, that's exactly what I did. I swear to you, that's exactly what I did. And it, and suddenly I started going crazy on the brainwave entrainment stuff and researching and researching and figuring out how to do it best and, and this and that. And then I started, all of a sudden, I would start doing it. The thoughts just weren't there. Right. I wasn't trying. I didn't do exercises, nothing. I just listened. And all of a sudden, my thoughts were different. And then those new thoughts created new brain waves, which created different chemistry, which helped me to then snowball the good effects as well. So sorry, I know I went on a little bit there, but you kind of hit a real sensitive part with me here. So I wanted to share. Oh, no, it's wonderful. I mean, I think you've uh, broken down the process for us, right? Uh, thoughts, which uh, create certain frequencies, which lead to a chemical soup within our brain. And that produces the environment, I guess, that is conducive to action that will take us 
to that determined goal or that vision or that dream that we have for ourselves. Uh, if you can't change the thoughts, you, what you did very smartly is you focused on changing the frequency of your brain, which then led to those release of chemicals, creating that chemical soup in the brain. So how did you discover brainwave entrainment? How, you know, what's that story like? Okay, so back when I was starting my research, the internet really didn't exist. Sure. So I had to find, I went to libraries and I went to, I don't know if any of you know what a library is. It's this big building with books. <laughs> now you may not know what books are either, <laughs> but you can do a Google search and find out what that is. So I did a lot of research on ways to change emotions, on ways to change how you think, on ways to improve your life, self-improvement in general. And I was reading book after book after book on all the experts out there. I'm sure many of you know many of the names that I was reading. Uh, I was trying to learn as much as I could, thinking education is the way. I just don't know how to feel better. Not that I couldn't feel better, but I just don't know how to feel better. So I was reading and I was checking and I was trying things. And I tried everything. I tried uh, tapping techniques. I tried meditation techniques. I tried this. I tried that. I tried everything, hypnosis, everything under the sun. Many different varieties of these as well. Not just one, but like literally thousands and thousands of techniques from well-known people, from people who didn't know anything or who weren't well-known, from people I met on the street who just had an idea. Nothing, absolutely nothing helped me. But interestingly enough, it all helped me because through it all, little seeds were being planted in my brain. Mm. And just like when you plant a seed in the field, nothing happens right away. Right. <laughs> right. But at some point, a little sprout comes up and then it blooms and then it grows and it gets stronger and bigger. And that's what happened with me. So I finally discovered as things were getting better and the internet started coming around things like brainwave entrainment mm. because it, it, it had already clicked in my head that I need to do something with my brain activity. So I'm thinking of course, electricity because the most obvious thing you, you hear about with the brain and treatment is electroshock. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, well, maybe if I can make something, I don't want to like, you know, put a stick in my mouth and shock the crap out of myself, but maybe mild current might help mm -hmm. to do something. So as I'm reading about that, I came across entrainment because I didn't develop entrainment. Entrainment's not new, but I innovated it. So I, I looked around and I found all the people who were doing entrainment and their entrainment wasn't working for me. But I still had this real tough instinct in me saying, you know, this has got to work. It right. just has to work. So the question became, well, if it has to work, but it's not working, then what am I doing wrong? And I realized it wasn't what I'm doing wrong. What they were doing wasn't right for me. Mm -hmm. So I had to reinvent the wheel as it were. And I worked on it and I was reinventing and reinventing and reinventing. And eventually I made a recording, which ended up being the first beta recording of the first system I ever designed. And when I listened to it the first time after it for about 30 seconds, a couple of minutes, I had no noise in my head. Now you had mentioned all the voices in my head. Imagine being at, say, a concert and it's intermission and tens of thousands of people are talking. That's what I heard all the time. Well, for about, like I said, a short period of time after the very first listen, there were no voices and I felt so alone. <laughs> I was nervous. I was scared because you have to understand my entire waking existence, I heard these voices mm -hmm. and then suddenly to hear nothing, to have quiet was frightening, but it also excited me because I saw that this was actually having an effect as I started listening more. And as I started designing more and learning more, I don't hear the voices at all. Like we're talking about it and I can hear them in the background because I'm reminding myself, but they're fully under control. And as soon as I stop talking about it and we move on to the next topic, they'll be gone. Mm -hmm. There's no stress. There's no tension. I mean, you know, I used to wake up every morning, look out the window, cross my fingers and hope to see mushroom clouds. 
mm-hmm. not being afraid to see them, hoping to see them. And when I didn't, I got even more depressed. You know, but one of the one of the interesting facts is, you know, because I, I mentioned that I tried to end my life a bunch of times. If you want to end your life, it's pretty easy. So if you have a, an attempt, odds are you don't really want to die. Right? Because like I said, it's so easy to do it. And I had multiple tries. When I realized I couldn't find a way to die, I had to find a way to live. And that's what inspired me to start looking into all of this. That's what led me to brainwave entrainment. That's what led me to the innovations that I've created and continue to create to help others to avoid what I had to go through. And if they are going through what I'm going through, hopefully the tools that help me to help myself will help them to help themselves. Because remember, that's what my whole philosophy is. I'm an expert in entrainment, but I'm not an expert in you. Only you have the answers. My technology can help you to unlock these answers for yourself. And what's the best power in the world? The best power is when you can do something yourself, when you don't rely on somebody else to make you feel good. When you can feel good around other people and they can make you laugh and be happy and loving, but that your true happiness comes from inside. That is nirvana. That is peace. And that is the ultimate goal, I believe, of the human condition. So there you go, Action Tribe. I hope you are enjoying this session so far. Remember that happiness stems from within and that uh, no matter what situation you're going through, there is always hope um, and tomorrow is a brand new day. Now, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any observations, make sure that you add them in the comments box below so that we can see them and um, address them as well. Now, Maury, uh, and you, you've spoken about some of the benefits um, that you experienced, as, at least initially, with brainwave entrainment technology. For someone who is listening right now, what are some of the other benefits that they can see by using brainwave entrainment? Okay, there could be physiological effects that happen almost immediately. Okay. It takes about six minutes or so for the mind and the brain to entrain. And okay. what entrainment really means is we have these pulse tones like bump, 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 bump. If they're perfectly designed and shaped and spaced, within about six minutes, the inexperienced brain can start to entrain or follow the frequency. So there's something called the frequency following response. Everybody's okay. brain has it. It accommodates us for when we're doing this, when we're listening to good music we like. Tapping our toes, you know, doing this. All that's entrainment. You're entraining to the tune. So what happens is, as we're entraining to the tones, we release all these chemicals and get a lot of endorphins. So you can feel light. You can feel relaxed. You can feel tingles. Just talking about it, I'm getting tingles in my fingers and my feet. You know, uh, anxiety tends to melt away. It's difficult to concentrate on any one thought, which is fantastic for anxiety and depression, because that's basically what anxiety and depression is. It's the repetitive negative talk that goes on in our heads. Um, you know, you can feel more relaxed. You can heal faster from injury. You can recover faster from exercise. It's difficult to say everything because your show doesn't go on infinitely. And that's how long it would take to really say everything. The basic idea here is, and the beauty of entrainment is, that whatever you truly need is given to you mm-hmm. by you. So I can give 10 people the same system, and they can use it exactly the same way. And each of these people will get different benefits. Mm-hmm. Because you know what you need. Your brain knows what you need. Your mind knows what you need. And properly engineered entrainment, even though you can gear it towards things like confidence and self-esteem and public speaking and peak performance and all these other things, you will still get benefits in other areas as well because we do not exist in a vacuum and neither do our issues. So one of the things that I found about entrainment that I couldn't find with anything else was that, let's say I have a self-esteem issue. Well, my problem isn't just self-esteem. There's other issues tied to that. So if I deal with someone or with a product that's only geared towards self-esteem, then it's that person's opinion of what self-esteem is, and they've designed their program around 
what they believe is influencing self-esteem. But mm-hmm. if what they believe is influencing self-esteem isn't what I believe, and I may not even be consciously aware of it, but if it's not what I believe, it's not going to help me. When brainwave entrainment works, it works to basically give you the key to unlock the knowledge and the wisdom that you have to give you what you need. So when people say, thank you, Maury, for doing this, thank you, Maury, for creating this product, I say, well, you're welcome, but when was the last time you thanked the person who invented a hammer (laughs) or a nail? Do you even know who invented the hammer? How useful is a hammer in society, right? Absolutely. It builds things. It's incredible. But you don't thank the hammer. It's a tool. My products are a tool. Don't thank me. Thank yourself. Because if you let it sit on a shelf and gather dust, it's not going to do anything. The minute you make a choice to be on a show like this, the minute you make a choice to listen to a show like this, the minute you do anything, you are taking responsibility and full credit for whatever results. Got it. Now, now, Maury, you've written that through your method, you help people get in the zone. And this is a topic that a lot of people have written about. There are books written about getting in the zone. So what does it really mean to be in the zone? Talk to us about this phenomena and the benefits maybe of being in the zone. Sure. Being in the zone to me is nothing more than being in the moment. Period. There's nothing else. When we have extraneous thoughts, if you're playing basketball and and you're coming down the floor and you're afraid so-and-so is going to knock the ball away from you and this guy's going to block you and that's going to happen, that you're going to be thinking your, your attention is spread out in so many different directions that you actually won't be able to accomplish what your goal is. If on the other hand, every bounce of the ball and up and down, up and down is its own moment then you're focused on one thing at a time only. Right. And you can accomplish anything, anything. You may not believe what I'm saying, but imagine those times when you just did something. It's kind of like, uh, I can't remember who, but a wise person once said, when you go to pick up a pencil or a pen, mm-hmm. you're not trying to do it. Right. You just do it. When you want to do something, Just do it. Don't try. Don't set yourself up for failure. Don't assume anything. Just one little step at a time. That's all you need. When you break things down into bite-sized pieces, it's easier to chew than if you take a giant apple and stick it in your mouth all at once. And when you find yourself panicking and when you find yourself freaking out, when you find yourself unable to do things, it's likely because you're putting the whole apple in your mouth. And your jaw just doesn't work that way to be able to break it down. But if you cut the apple into little itty bitty slices and one at a time, you'll finish the apple and you won't have any problems. You need to break everything down into its little minuscule quantum steps, if you will. And that's all. One thing at a time. Focus on what you're doing. Don't let anything else bother you. It doesn't matter. It's just... Limiting beliefs from the news media, from other media, from other people, from your religion, from your politics, from your parents, from yourself, from your friends, from anybody else who has any influence over you at all, that gets in the way. It teaches you things that aren't true. Mm -hmm. But the horrible thing is when you start believing in them, they become true for you. How do you explain that people say the economy is terrible or the economy is great. So first, the economy is terrible, but so-and-so is driving around in a Cadillac and a Mercedes, has a nice big house. How can the economy be horrible if there's wealth? It doesn't make sense. But you believe it, so you struggle. Look around you. There's wealth everywhere. All of you can be wealthy. To be honest, all of you are wealthy and most of the important things anyway already if you just choose to look at it. Once you look in the right directions, your confidence builds because you see that I'm not just spewing words. I'm telling you the truth. The truth is you're much closer than you think. And the truth is you already have everything you need. Mm -hmm. Not everybody needs to have $10 million in the bank to be happy. 
many people who have $10 million in the bank aren't happy, right? But we guide ourselves because society says you will be happy when you have things. You will be happy when you have possessions. You will be happy when you have money. So we spend our whole lives trying to get money. And then we get a million dollars. Maybe it just wasn't enough. So now we go for five. Another 10 years of your life gone, flush down the toilet. Now we have $15 million and $20 million and $50 million and $100 million. And we're still not happy, but we're 95 years old and now we're dead. Trust your feeling, your gut, your instinct for what makes you happy. And everything else will be drawn to you. This isn't so much a law of attraction as it is a law of listening to yourself, to your heart, to your true self, because it knows what makes you happy. And when you actually go for what truly makes you happy, everything else you need for that to happen will happen automatically because now you're open and you're not resisting and you're not pushing yourself into directions society is telling you to push yourself into. Got it. Got it. Now, Maury, I can, as we're discussing, I can hear our listeners uh, going, Maury, this seems really effective. It seems powerful the way you're explaining it. Uh, but is it safe? So what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> okay. As long as you don't use it when you're driving or doing anything potentially dangerous, yes, it's 100% safe. If you can listen to music, mm. it, you know, it's the same thing. You're listening. That's all it is. You don't even have to pay attention. It influences your brainwave activity, yes, but no more than watching a television show does. It just does it in a different way. It does it in a helpful way. It does it in a training way, kind of like exercise. Now, although with exercise, you can do too much and hurt yourself, with brainwave right. entrainment, you release endorphins, neurotransmitters, and hormones. But if you listen too much, well, there's not really such a thing because your body won't release more neurochemistry than it needs. So if you get to that point where you have enough and you listen again, you'll get the psychological effects, but you won't get any physiological additionally because your body knows, okay, I have enough neuropinephrine. I have enough acetylcholine. I have enough dopamine. So it stops producing them because it knows you're not ingesting anything. You're not doing anything that's getting in the way of your natural processes. You know, a lot of people believe when they learn about brainwave entrainment that it's actually putting them into an altered state. Mm -hmm. The truth is you're in an altered state living in this society all the time. Mm -hmm. We were never intended to live like this. Think back to cave days. Now, I'm old enough to remember cave days. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, all we did back then, we had sex. Didn't know why we were having sex, but it was an instinct, so we did it. We ate. We defecated. We hunted, we picked berries, and we slept. Five things. That's our life. Believe it or not, very, very stress-free. It was about survival. It was about doing some things. You worked. You slept. That's it. Our brains, even though they have evolved a lot since then, are still basically the same. Right. Okay? They were not designed to have only minor seconds here and there of stable brainwave activity. That's not how they were designed. That's why we have so many issues in my belief. So much stress, so many problems. We're on so many drugs because we don't exist the way nature has built us. When we do brainwave entrainment that's properly engineered, it gives our brain the first opportunity it's had in millennia to actually achieve a stable, balanced brainwave pattern, dominant frequency for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, depending on the recording, depending on how often you listen. And that difference allows your brain to naturally produce neurochemistry that you are designed to produce in order to be healthy and productive. You have to understand that if certain brainwave tones and frequencies release chemistry, that's natural. So you have to be able to imply from that, that back way back when our brains and our bodies need a certain amount of these chemicals. They were much more stable back then our brain with activity. My philosophy, my theory is that it, it was much more stable, which means we got a lot more of this production naturally because we only have a second here and there and then we're stressed 
or this happens or that happens. We don't have that production of neurotransmitters and endorphins and hormones that our body needs. And that's why we have the issues that we have. Once we start developing the ability to get into primary brain states in dominant frequencies for even just a few minutes at a time on a regular basis, the whole perception of life changes. How you experience life changes. How you see life changes. How you interpret what you see changes. Got it, got it. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that, Mori. And our listeners are really, really enjoying this session right now. From the comments, it's clear because Amina says, I really love his simple way of explaining brainwave activity. Teja has given us a smile, uh, which is awesome. Now, uh, Mori, what is it one action step that you'd like to give someone who's listening or watching the show right now who wants to achieve his or her goals and dreams? What is that one action step? Well, uh, I would find a way to quiet your mind without trying to quiet your mind. When we, you see, I use entrainment. I, I know this sounds like a, I'm selling again, but I use entrainment because when I tried to learn how to meditate, I went to a lot of experts. And the first thing every single one of them for some reason told me was, you need to quiet your mind. And you need to clear your mind of thoughts. That's what they meant by quieting your mind. So empty it out, empty it out. And if thoughts imposed on my thinking, then I should just say, I respect you and I love you, but this is my quiet time. I'll deal with you later, I promise. And then that's supposed to help them to go away. What I realized is by using the entrainment that that's the biggest mistake you could do. When you truly quiet your mind, what comes in is what's important not something that should be ignored and, and pushed away. So what I would like you to do is stare at a candle for a great way. Stare at a candle, light a candle, sit at a table, and just stare at the flame and watch it dance. Concentrate on the flame. After a few minutes, if any thoughts enter your mind, write them down. And then look at them. That night when you go to sleep, look at them in the morning. See what they tell you. These are deep innermost thoughts that aren't coming to you because you're thinking or emoting, you know, putting your emotions or interpreting. The pure thoughts that come to you without thinking are the thoughts that are truly important to you. When you pay attention to those, you will find your life being much, much better. The other thing that I do on a regular basis is quite simply, I look for 10 things to be grateful for every day. This is going to be one of them tonight, by the way. And I don't write them down because you can't write them down because in 10 minutes you might come up with 10 things. You have to remember them. Mm. At night when you go to sleep, write each of these thoughts down to be grateful for three times each. In the morning when you wake up, write them down again three times each. And then the next day you go through the process again. What this does is, is it, makes it so your whole day you're spending looking for things to be grateful for. That's a lot better than looking for problems. On top of that, at night when you write everything down, you actually, when you write with your hand, this isn't typing on a tablet or on a computer. It's writing with a hand, pen to paper. You actually create neural pathways. So you're rewiring your brain with gratitude messages. Also, you're going to sleep. So the last things you're concentrating on is rewiring your brain with gratitude and gratitude in the morning you do the same thing it adds more wiring and it starts your day grateful like crazy all day long you're looking for things to be grateful for because you know when you go to bed you have the homework of remembering 10 things they don't have to be the same they don't have to be different every day as long as they happen that day that's what's important so those two things to me are the most important things that you can take away doesn't cost you a penny if you practice them, I venture to say that within a few weeks, at the most, if you don't notice large differences in how you perceive the world, I would be very, very surprised. So Action Tribe, especially those who are listening to the audio edition of our podcast, for the show notes, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 312. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 312. And Action Tribe, if you're enjoying the session so far, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button on your phone because it will ensure 
that you don't miss out on any of the new episodes that are released on the various pla- podcasting platforms that we are on. Once again, to save time, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Every thought we think is creating our future. This is an amazing quote by Louise Hay. Action Tribe, take a moment to think about that one challenge or the one difficulty that you have in life right now. Chances are that if you're listening to this episode, then you might be looking for ways or methods or techniques to overcome that one challenge or difficulty. Maybe you're going through a relationship issue or a financial difficulty, maybe a health challenge as well. Be aware of that dominant thought that you're holding in your mind on a consistent basis. Because like we're learning today, thoughts are things. And if you think about something long enough, then it will surely manifest into something real. So if you want a bright and abundant future, then hold positive, empowering, grateful, high vibrational thoughts in your mind. Because as the saying goes, every thought that we think is creating our future. So remember that. And Mori, if you could talk to us about a time in your life when you had to go through a really difficult and challenging circumstance, how did you get into that situation? And then what steps did you take to overcome it? I'm not sure if I didn't already talk about it, actually, with my decades of depression. Okay, uh, from the start of conscious awareness in my life, I don't know where that started, whether it was at a few years old or or whatever, but I've always been depressed. Always the thousands of voices, always wanting to be dead. Uh, just, just life was black, really, really, really black. Everything, you know. I know you're kind of looking for a specific event, but that's not what my life is. My life was it, in its entirety. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no one area of focus that I can actually focus on to come up with that. Uh, the biggest thing was noticing that if I couldn't find a way to die, I had to find a way to live. And fighting through the depression, even though I'm depressed and even though I hated life and even though I hated people and even though I hated everything, just never giving up, always trying something. And eventually, even though I couldn't find anything that helped me, the search taught me enough to come up with what could help me. And I think that's the real lesson for me and I think for everybody is that, look, if I didn't have the hell on earth or what I used to call hell on earth, what I now call fantastic education, but if I didn't have all of that, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. I'd be probably working some nine to five job that I'm miserable in because that's what my life was. And it was always going towards misery. Yeah. Uh, you know, instead I'm not going to say I'm the happiest person in the world, but I will Mm -hmm. say I'm tied for first place with the happiest people in the world. And I'm not rich and I don't have everything in the world. And, you know, I'm dealing with pain all the time from my multiple injuries that I had when I was younger. So my life is anything but, you know, wonderful by standard definition. But by my definition, I am so grateful for the darkness. I am so grateful for the pain. I am so grateful for the misery. Because the darkness, the pain, the misery, those were just my definitions. They were phenomenal learning experiences that have given me the ability to do what I want to do and what I love to do and what makes my heart sing. I cannot tell you how much pleasure I get from doing these kinds of shows, from speaking with customers, from getting messages from customers who tell me, thank you, Maury, for doing this. Thank you, Maury, for doing that. Look at what happened to me because I found you and all this stuff. I feel like crying now. That's the true joy. I couldn't be experiencing this joy. You know, I I have like a really silly childlike saying, I couldn't feel so happy if I first didn't feel so crappy. Because what I defined as crap actually taught me everything I needed to know. Uh, I'm sure it's easy for you to understand now how I came up with the idea that there's nothing bad that happens to us. Only it's how we define it. Because all these things that I used to think were so horrible, and people hear my story, which I get into a lot more depth with, <laughs> you know, when I'm one on one, and people 
dig and dig and dig. And they're going, oh, you poor person. Oh, you poor guy, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I am grateful for all of it. I am the person I am today because of it. And I couldn't be more grateful for anything, anywhere, that I had all of that. You know, one of the interesting things is time is not, it's a human construct. Time doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest thing. One of the biggest things you see, I'm always saying this is the biggest thing. There's so many biggest things. There's only now. What did you have for lunch yesterday, AJ? Um, yesterday I had, um, you know, just a Indian balanced meal, you know, some vegetables, some, you know, naan. Great. Um, you know, that sort of stuff. Wonderful. When were you thinking about what you had for lunch yesterday? About uh, maybe about half an hour before that. Right. But I, right but... now you're thinking about it now, right? Because I Yeah, I, I forgot about it. Yeah. Great. So when you were eating that delicious lunch, mm-hmm. when were you eating it? I was eating lunch at about uh, 12, uh, actually one thirty. You were eating it now. Mm. Do you see? Because I'm really see how the brain thinks? Yeah. The brain pushes you back in time yeah. and thinks of it relative to now. But yeah. the truth is everything, and I'm loving how you're answering it because it's really painting the picture beautifully. Oh, yeah. Your brain is misinterpreting how time works. Right. Every tomorrow, when it gets here, will be now. Every second that's happening is happening now. Every second that happened, happened when it was now. There is only now. When you live in the now, everything takes care of itself. When you keep thinking of time as a construct that is real, that's when we get led astray. Time is only now. There is never anything else. There is no such thing as the past. There is no such thing as the future. We exist indefinitely in the now. We always have. We always will. People ask me, Maury, how do you live in the now? I see you're doing it right now. You're just not aware that you're living in the now. You can't possibly live any other place. The only place any of us live is now. It's your awareness and your attention that's in the wrong place. Not you. You're exactly where you need to be when you need to be. You just need to have your attention where you are. How many people drive home? I'm asking all of you now. And you don't remember driving home because you weren't in the now. You weren't paying attention. How many times do people get into accidents because they're not paying attention? Mm-hmm. Now is all that exists. Now is all that will ever exist. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that with us, Maury. This is a very profound um, statement and wisdom that we are always living in the now and that no matter what challenge we go through, uh, those experiences really help us, you know, really survive and also go to the next level and they are meaningful to us. So Action Tribe, I hope you've learned something new on today's episode and I hope that you're all set to take some action. Remember, if you're watching to the audio edition of this episode, then you're missing out on a lot by not watching this live. So I invite you to join our next live stream. Visit our page, My 7 Chakras, our Facebook page. Give us a like and you get updates on our latest live stream events. Today's discussion on brave and brainwave entrainment confirms that you have something powerful in between your years and that you can be, do, and have so much more. And most importantly, experience that happiness that is always within you, it's time to change your brain frequency, transform your emotions and start attracting the experiences and the people and the things into your life. Because just as the author James Allen once wrote, mind is a master power that molds and makes. And man is mind and evermore he takes the tool of thought and shaping that he wills brings forth a thousand joys, a thousand ills. He thinks in secret And it comes to pass, environment is but his looking glass. Beautiful. And with that, we are at the wisdom round. Murray, four short questions that require four brief but 
powerful <laughs> responses. So are you ready? Yes. So what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Wow. That's a very good question. Best advice I ever received was to get out of myself. Stop, uh, stop complaining, stop whining, stop everything. And uh, it was done in such a loving way that I actually listened. It was kind of funny because it was the first time I ever listened to anything. Uh, I was lying in bed and my mom came up to me and she started crying because she couldn't take my crap anymore. And when I realized I was hurting her, Oh, sorry, it woke me up. And if you could turn back time and spend one hour with someone who is currently living or dead, who would it be? Nikola Tesla. The guy has such an influence on our lives today. Mm -hmm. And I would want to talk to him about how he could avoid being mistreated the way he was mm -hmm. throughout history, actually, since and during Institute and Hungary. And it's just terrible when someone so brilliant is mistreated so poorly. It's just bad. I would want to help him to avoid all of that. What is it one thing you do in the morning or maybe in the evening before you go to sleep that has improved the quality of your life? That exercise that I discussed earlier, I, I go through and I write down three times each 10, 10 different things that I'm grateful for. I do that in the morning when I wake up. I do that at night when I go to sleep. And it just puts me in such a wonderful mood all day long. And I sleep fantastically well, too. And if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? There, interestingly enough, it's not really a self-improvement book. It's a gentleman by the name of Michael Masterson. It's called Ready, Fire, Aim. And it's more of a business book. It's more about how to grow and have a successful business. But so many of the lessons in there about business really can be transposed onto life. And I bought the book to help me with my business. It ended up helping me with my life. Awesome. Everything is connected. Action yeah. Drive, if you would like to receive this book for free, uh, or any book for free for that matter, audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can check out their amazing service because the truth is that listening is the new reading and the fact that you're listening to this episode proves my point. These Audible books are really convenient. Hundreds of books in your phone and in most cases, the author reads out the book themselves to you. So to try out your first Audible, go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book once again, my7chakras.com forward slash free book to try out an Audible. So Maury, thank you so much for connecting with me, for joining us, for sort of explaining how our brain works, although that topic can be so difficult and complex to explain, but you did it in a very simple and easy to understand manner. So thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. I can't tell you how honored I am to have been here. And thank you everyone who's watched live and who will be watching on a podcast. So before we go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and how we can find you online, as well as how can people, um, you know, download their own brainwave entrainment and sure. benefit from it. Okay. Uh, you can, I actually have a, a brand new system coming out. It'll be called Quantum Mind Method. So you'll have to wait a little while, maybe a week or two before the website's finally finished. Okay. Got it. Because the reason why I'm saying that is I believe your team has created a special page for our listeners, which yes. is at quantummindmethod.com forward slash action tribe. So action tribe. So uh, they told me that they were going to try to get it ready in time. You folks will be the first to have a chance at it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Maury, quantummindmethod.com forward slash action tribe and action tribe. We'll have this links all of, we'll have it in the show notes. So don't worry about that. If you've listened up till now, it means you're really enjoying today's episode. If you feel charged up, if you feel hopeful for the future, and if you feel grateful for that you're here with us and please support our podcast, we've got a PayPal donation button. Choose your favorite number and donate to our moment. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash support my7chakras.com forward slash support. If you're on Instagram, and I know that many of you are, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram so that I can share your story with our community. Our handle is my7chakras at my7chakras. Mori, are you on Instagram? Actually, no. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. 
Awesome. So please connect with Maurice. Say a thanks. Say a hello to him as well on Twitter and on Facebook. And finally, if you have a question, if you have an observation, a comment as well about the experience that you had today, send me an email, aj at my7chakras.com. That's aj at my7chakras.com. I'd love to forward any kind messages you have for Mori as well. I'm glad to send those off. Mori, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about how our brain functions and brain wave entrainment and so vulnerably sharing your story with us, with all of us. I appreciate it. And taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you so much, AJ. I'm honored to have been here. And thank you, everybody. I feel everybody's energy. And I thank you for sharing with me. Wonderful. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at My7Chakras.com. That is My S-E-V-E-N Chakras.com.